You are listening to the Hope Again podcast, where the light at the end of the tunnel gets brighter each day. Here is your host, Jessica Frazier. Today starts part one of our discussion on grief. There are surprisingly many definitions floating around about grief, but only a few that truly resonate with me. For example, from the book, Love Never Dies, Grief is defined as the expression of love for the person who has died. When I read that for the first time, I felt warm inside and I smiled because I thought it was such a beautiful and simple portrayal of grief. If we allow ourselves to express such love, the pain associated with the loss seems a little more tolerable to me. It reminds me of the saying to know true joy, one must also know true pain or sadness. The pain of loss associated with love, joy, or happiness, or possibly the lost hope of those things, that's grief. According to the Grief Recovery Institute, grief is the normal and natural reaction to loss. The problem is oftentimes society tells us that the way we are grieving is wrong, or we are taking too long, or it was just a fill in the blank. Oh, it was just a boyfriend, just a dog, or a job, a house, etc. When society tells us that the way we are grieving is wrong, we begin to feel like we are doing something that's incorrect, unhealthy, or possibly even pathological. So we tend to detach and retreat inward. I have to admit, when I was going to school to become a therapist, I did all of my research on grief. I was pretty passionate with the idea that complicated grief should be added as a diagnosis. In fact, I based my whole graduate research project on just that. What I've learned since graduation is grief is normal and natural. And when people are quote unquote stuck in their grief, it's often not due to a diagnosable condition. Rather, incomplete relationships with the loss. And if that's the case, a diagnosis isn't necessary or appropriate. The griever just needs some tools and safe people to navigate their grief journey. I've got to tell you, that was a hard pill to swallow, considering I fought for adding complicated grief to the DSM-5. Fought for it. But that's okay. I'm giving myself grace because we learn. The more we learn, the better we are. And people 100% can benefit from going to therapy for grief. I'm a grief therapist for Pete's sake. I believe that. Um, But just because you see a therapist for grief or you go to see an advanced grief recovery method specialist or um, support groups or whatever you choose to do to get that, find the safe people, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a pathological condition and something that you need to be diagnosed with. So what I'm saying is, what if I told you that the way you feel is valid normal and appropriate. What if I said no one has the right to tell you that the way you feel is wrong? Would you be able to breathe a sigh of relief? Well, this is your chance to take a deep breath and hear me. Your feelings are real, appropriate, and valid. The Grief Recovery Handbook teaches us that grief occurs when there is change. Yes, grief happens as a response to death but it also happens as a response to any loss. Whether you experienced the death of a family member, a friend, or pet, or you lost your job, 
or you moved away from your family home where your significant other was sent overseas. All of these are losses and grief is the normal and appropriate reaction. The Grief Recovery Handbook also tells us that grief can sometimes be the feeling of reaching out for someone who's always been there only to discover when you need them one more time, they are no longer there. Or grief is the feeling of reaching out for someone who has never been there only to discover when you need them one more time, they still aren't there. We have so many loss experience possibilities that it is difficult to accurately depict all of the possible grief reactions in a short podcast. But no, if you have experienced conflicting feelings caused by the end or change in a familiar pattern of behavior, that is grief. Hello, COVID. Once you are able to identify your feelings and name them, you will have begun the path to healing. While some may disagree, I honestly believe there is no right way to grieve, but there is a wrong way. My personal story is full of loss. Some that were blips on my journey and some that took over my life for a period of time. Some of the most emotionally intense losses are what taught me that there are very much healthy and unhealthy ways to mourn. Side note, I use the word mourn here because mourning is what we show the world when we are grieving. You will learn through my story and that the wrong way, which is basically ignoring your emotions and pretending everything is okay, hurts so much more in the end. Once we decide to be honest with our feelings, that is when true healing will occur. Thank you for taking a moment to learn a little bit about grief today. Now that you know it is appropriate to be honest with your feelings, the next step is to find your safe people. That's what we will be exploring during part two of the short series on grief. Thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe, and if you have any questions from today's episode, you can contact Jessica at hopeagaincc at gmail.com. Remember, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful.